This is a space to pull back the curtain on all things entrepreneur. Mindset, wealth building, and business strategy are just a few of the topics we touch on as you focus on building your extraordinary life. Hey, my name is Madison Reeves and I am passionate about helping entrepreneurs like you through real tangible step-by-step business strategy. I am a young 20-something business owner and I began my first business four years ago from the floor of my living room of my trailer home and I've grown my legacy to multiple six figures. I want you to pop in your headphones and get ready to take notes as we challenge your mindset, push you out of your comfort zone and move the needle forward in your business. This is Project Badass Podcast. Welcome back to Project Badass Podcast. This is Madison Reeves, your host and author of Project Badass, and I'm here today with Mike Maz, owner of Mike Maz Design, and he focuses on luxury branding for businesses. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much, Madison. Happy to be here. Yes, I'm so excited for this one because we've talked a lot about what we're going to talk about today, and I'm really excited to share with everybody. So tell us a little bit about you, your business, what you stand for, and what you do for people. Sure. So yes, I am a luxury brand designer, and what that means is I create brand identities for luxury businesses or businesses wanting to be in the higher end or luxury market. Um, I started this business about five years ago. I started off actually with a video producing company. So I did videos for um, local businesses here in town. But then um, I actually got more design work. I've always been, uh, you know, designing on Photoshop and, um, and I just had a couple of clients while I was doing video that reached out and were like, hey, we like your design stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well, and that kind of took off and I ran with it. And a couple of years in, um, I realized I really had a niche or a uh, liking to the luxury and higher end looks mm-hmm. of brands and companies. I'm like, oh man, uh, I think I, I want to go in that niche and, mm-hmm. and start designing for higher end companies. And yeah, so here I am today. So you didn't always design just for luxury then? No, I had a plethora. I was kind of like a smorgasbord of design services, right? <laughs> I, I designed pamphlets, I designed business cards, uh, digital advertise campaigns, um, and all that stuff. And uh, until I found this amazing YouTube channel called The Future, it was specifically for designers mm-hmm. and how to run a creative business. Um, I learned that I needed to niche down and kind of specialize my skills. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, the more I hyper-focus on a certain niche or industry, I think the better clarity I'll have yep. as a designer and the more value I can provide for people. So, Absolutely. Because people would rather uh, hire a specialist rather than, oh, well, I, uh, I have 50 different things I can offer you, <laughs> which is fine. You know, there are, there are companies and, and studios that do that, but I want to be the guy for, you know, the logos for mm-hmm. luxury markets. So. Okay. Yeah, I find that really interesting. Um, and actually, pretty much all of the business owners that are going to be on season one are very focused in um, clarity-driven businesses mm-hmm. and then niching down. So tell me about the transition that you made from doing everything to focusing just on luxury brands. Yeah, so that was it was kind of a growing pain uh, <laughs> kind of couple of years. Um, and as I read more books on branding and how to do it correctly um, and how to actually provide more value to my clients, um, yeah, it was all about that niching down. Mm-hmm. And I also kind of had to do some soul searching yeah. and figure out what kind of designs I like to do and actually like to design. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a couple of clients in the beginning that weren't really in my wheelhouse. They're a little more organic and natural and mm-hmm. gritty or 
Um, you know, they were a little more sporty, which is, you know, fine. There's, there's companies that need branding for those industries too. Right. Um, but they, I just didn't feel like they were so fulfilling for myself as well. Sure. And I wanted to provide and meet in the middle with design work that I loved and that people also loved. Right. Um, so I just wanted to lean into what I liked so I can mm-hmm. help people uh, further. So it was about, I don't know, two year transition of just taking on clients I didn't really want to, but I knew I had to to get experience, to, to work on my business skills, um, and then finally be like, okay, this is what I'm good at, and yep. this is what I can provide for people. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of brings us into what we were talking about, um, creative business owners versus people who are more left-brained or tactical entrepreneurs, which I would identify myself as that. I am not a creative (laughs) business owner at all. Um, So tell me a little bit about um, how you made that mindset shift from, you know, you niche down in your business, you got a lot of clarity, but now you have to Mm -hmm. run it like a business. What did that look like for you? Oh, man, that was difficult because... Yeah, as a creative, I grew up um, in a creative household, thank goodness. Um, I was very thankful for that. My dad is a brilliant creative person, but he's also a good business guy. So um, it was up to myself to kind of take courses. Um, I didn't go to school for business at all. I went to school for communications. Oh, Graduated with a communications degree, which helps. Yes. But (laughs) it doesn't help with, you know, running your own business and how to talk money, right? Mm -hmm. How to talk, how this is going to affect your bottom line, your expenses, um, and what an overall investment looks like and how it can help a business in the long term, right? So it went from shifting my mindset to, all right, I'm going to make you look pretty and look good to, okay, this is going to be an effective, um, long-lasting, growing, uh, living thing, which is your brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, your brand is your reputation. So Absolutely. how do we form that um, conceptually from the get-go and kind of spread it over the years so you have... Um, a strategy and a path to take that's Mm -hmm. surefire Um, and yeah you can also it helps you make money it helps you build your business and community yeah absolutely so what was that uh, what was the moment that you experienced where you said to yourself I have to figure out this business side of things Mm. I can't just be a creative what did that look like yeah it was almost it was kind of like a shedding of my old self okay because as a creative um we are so attached to our work right Mm -hmm. it's it's whenever we create it's an expression of ourselves it's this very abstract Mm -hmm. and and philosophical extension of who we are and that's so true because when you hire a designer yeah you actually are hiring what's inside their mind you you trust what their creative process is um there were a couple of moments, like I said, you know, as creatives, we, we try to protect our work mm-hmm. and we're very, very um, emotional about it. And there was a detachment that had to happen and say, okay, you know, if the design that I present to the client doesn't work out, it's not a reflection um, on me personally. It's a, it's a reflection on, okay, how did I conduct that business? So I had to shift my mindset from I'm trying to sell you something pretty mm-hmm. again to I'm trying to help you grow your business. Yep. So now I had to have an approach where in my consultations, I had to ask more questions. Mm-hmm. I had to ask where the problems were in the business or the future problems that could happen. How do we avoid those and how do we strategically through design um, be effective in our execution? Yep. So, um, yeah, there was a couple of clients that were bigger that were willing to pay more. And I was like, okay, well, the investment is there. That means the value has to match that. Right. And Absolutely. what does that value look like? 
short term and long term. Mm -hmm. And for me as a designer, that also created a more sense of fulfillment. It's like, I'm not only, yes, making your brand look great and attractive, um, but what it's doing is actually generating a community, a reputation. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, a couple of those clients were so pivotal for me and they helped me understand that this is more than just design. This is about creating an atmosphere and environment um, and something really long term. Yep, absolutely. Well, and I think it's um, really important to point out that you talk about finding the problem. Uh, mm -hmm. As business owners in whatever industry you are, I think if you find a if you narrow down on what problems or issues that your target audience is having and then come up with a solution through your products or services, I mean, you're going to be successful hands down. So tell me a little bit about your process because I feel like your process is very problem solving. Mm -hmm. uh, you've done branding for both of two of my businesses mm -hmm. and uh, it's different than I've ever experienced with a graphic designer, if you will. Yes. So tell me about that. Yeah. So uh, even before we get to design, as you know, in my mm -hmm. process, we have a strategy session. Um, and that's also one of my titles as well. You know, I am a brand strategist, strategist first and foremost. Yep. So we try to dive into your brand um, deeper before any of that visual um, deliverables are made. Um, so, you know, you know your brand more than anyone, right? The business owner, the 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 ID, the idea that you have first and foremost, that's from you. Mm -hmm. But I need to get in your head in order to understand well, yeah. what that what does that look like? What are some words that are associated with that? And you also know your industry more than I do. So what are some problems that you, you see right now that need to be solved and in the future? Mm -hmm. um, so we go over things specifically like your brand features. What are some unique selling points that you have that no one else has? Those are huge, key, and pivotal points to really market yourself towards and mm -hmm. keep pushing as you go on along with your business. Um, things such, such, such as like a brand voice as well. Um, brand voice is like, you know, the tone of how you communicate what you're trying to do mm -hmm. for people. Um, and that's so important. So all those finer details that are actually, you can even think of a brand as a person, right? Mm -hmm. um, you try to make that as approachable as possible to uh, the audience that you're trying to sell to. Um, and yeah, it's a very personal experience, but the problems, every business has problems and they all need solutions. Yep, um, and that stems from marketing and branding. Um, and it's, it's very detailed and it's a very rigorous process sometimes, mm -hmm. but once you get those foundational elements laid down before you even launch your brand, mm -hmm. man, it's like, all right, you kind of foresee, foresaw those problems yep. um, in those meetings and you know how to tackle them. Yep. And you might fail, you actually might fail, but as long as you have an approach, right? Yep. That's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to build a roadmap. Yep. So you might stumble and fall, you might have to adapt a little bit, but as long as you're prepared, that's mm -hmm. the most important part. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I still, to this day, will refer back to like our strategy sessions together mm -hmm. or the brand guidelines that you gave me um, just to make sure that I'm staying in line with what I really want my brand to say. Yes. Uh, and I think that's really powerful. Just we go through the day-to-day, -day, things change, but having a consistent message for people. Um, and I also think you do a really good job about like humanizing brands. Um, what results have business owners that you've worked with humanizing their brand, what have they seen in terms of like their revenue or their bottom line? Yeah, that's great. Uh, that's a great question. So, you know, I always like to say too, a brand is the result mm -hmm. of your product or service. It is not your logo. Mm -hmm. um, it's not your color palette. It's yeah. not your font. Those are, that's your identity. But your brand is what people say your brand is. Yep. It's your, I, I think that's really important because 
I, for me, branding, I was like, okay, my logo, my colors, mm-hmm. my fonts. So yeah. Yeah, but if you're not right using them, yeah. right? If you're not actually making them effective, um, they're just kind of sitting there, and they look pretty, right? Sure. <clears throat> it's that mixture of looking pretty but actually being effective. Um, and yeah, so I do try to humanize brands because they're ran by humans, and um, the results come from the experience. A brand is a gut feeling about a product or service or a company. It's that initial like, hmm, I think I can trust this. I want to buy it, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's transcendent, uh, you know, outside of price, outside of other competitors. It's that gut feeling. Mm-hmm. That's why I keep buying the same products. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, and with your niche being in luxury. Uh, correct me if, if I'm wrong, but in my opinion, I feel like sometimes luxury brands can seem a little untouchable. Yes. Um, and, you know, they're the, for lack of better words, the elite. Mm-hmm. Um, there's yes. somebody that you can't connect with. So humanizing luxury brands, I'm sure, is for me, I know that it, it definitely increased my bottom line and allowed people to connect with me and what I'm trying to do way more mm-hmm. um, versus just having, a, like, the standard when you think of a luxury brand. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had a lot of clients experience that as well? Yeah, so there is this, Every I want to say every brand is exclusive. Mm-hmm. It really is because whatever brand you attribute yourself with, whether it's Nike or Apple, you're kind of a part of that tribe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's as exclusive as you make it. Um, if you walk past the Louis Vuitton store, most people are like, you know what, I'm not even going to go in there. I'm not rich, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have that money. Yep. But you could go in there, <laughs> you could buy something. Yeah, but um, it's not humanized. Yes. I mean... You walk into a Chanel store mm. or a Louis Vuitton or, you know, what are the other ones? Michael Kors, and it's it's not humanized. It just feels like a something that's a little bit untouchable for the everyday person. Yes, and so there's something to be said about that mm-hmm. in the luxury market. Now, I read this book, and I forget the author's brilliant book. I should probably uh, lend it to you. It's called The Luxury Strategy. Okay, yeah, and I'd it, love to read it. It's, it. it's remarkable because it's actually... Everything you know about marketing, it's the anti of. Really? It's 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 completely like, you know, basically crush the 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 audience. Mm-hmm. It's like don't even worry about selling. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see ads on TV for Louis Vuitton or mm-hmm. Chanel? It's because their target market isn't sitting on the couch watching TV. Ex- exactly, right? So exactly. Yeah. So they know that exclusivity, the yeah. elite, they know their things are expensive. They don't need to have sales. They don't mm-hmm. need to it's a very, very exclusive um, approach to marketing and it's very aggressive actually and I'm kind of maybe this is blasphemous in the luxury industry but I'm trying to make that luxury or higher end brand yeah more personable more approachable mm-hmm. exclusive but not to the point where you know you have you can't even buy what you are uh, invest in the service that you want mm-hmm. so yeah. it's um, I want to meld the two especially here in South Dakota there's a huge need for yeah, uh, a huge need for <laughs> facelifts and branding and, and people to understand that it's just more than uh, magazine ads and you know mm-hmm. those paper ads um, your brand is so much more expansive than that so yeah there is an exclusivity to luxury markets those really really elite brands mm-hmm. um, that'd be cool to work with those one day you know some of those companies um, but I do want to introduce a more approachable uh, pathway for those industries. Okay, so. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So for a business owner that maybe has branding or maybe they have a logo and some colors or someone who hasn't even thought about it, uh, what is the first step they should take to start getting clarity <clears throat> in their branding? First step to getting clarity is asking why you're doing what you're doing. 
that. Why are you, why do you have your business? Yes, um, it is a way to make money. I mean, that's practical. Right. You have to kind of understand that. But, you know, what are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to tell the world? Um, you, you know, I believe everyone has a purpose on this earth and to get philosophical. And I believe <laughs> entrepreneurs are kind of at the forefront of changing minds and, and building communities, right? Because mm -hmm. um, we have visions and we want those visions to be shared. Yeah. So ask yourself why. Why are you doing what you're doing? What's the purpose? What's the impact that you're going to have or you want to have? Mm -hmm. What does the world or what does your community need? Yep. I think that's a big question too that's mm -hmm. um, intertwined in your why. Um, you know, what do people need right now? How can I provide something um, different that people can really come together and uh, other like-minded people can uh, join me on this mission and this vision? Because yeah. there are people that agree with you and that have the same vision. Absolutely. Um, and it's great to, you know, this is why we're having this podcast. We have, uh, we're like-minded and uh, we come together and we talk about these things. So yeah. ask yourself, why are you doing what you're doing? Perfect. And is it, in your opinion, is it important for every uh, business that wants to be successful to have branding? Um, yes, of course. Um, more specifically, yes, the brand identity is you know, the logos, the colors, the visual part of your brand, yeah, of course. Um, that sets yourself apart, that helps solidify your vision a little bit more. Mm -hmm. It helps make things a little more um, atmospherical. Um, I always, you know, every client I have, when, when we go over our brand strategy session, I'm like, okay, you don't have a brick and mortar store right now, but if you were to have the store of your dreams <laughs> or the building of your dreams, the office, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. What's the music that's playing inside there? What does it smell like, right? What are the, what's the environment, mm -hmm. um, you know? And if you can kind of conceptualize it like that, um, outside of just your logo and your colors, it is the experience, it's the result of what you do. Mm -hmm. Again, uh, like I said earlier, your brand is what people say it is, it's your reputation. So even outside of worrying about your logo and um, and all the nice pretty things, all right, why are you doing what you're doing, mm -hmm. right, that purpose, and you know, can you build a community with like-minded people mm -hmm. around that, so. Awesome. Yeah, so it sounds like you are kind of pushing against society's norms, which I love. That's like all, I love challenging that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think that's amazing. Um, so having a business in an in industry where you're pushing back what has been the normal for so long, um, tell me about the biggest challenge you've had um, and mm. what you had to do in order to step out of your comfort zone and um, overcome that. Yeah, I think I'm going to take a step back here and go and say that um, learning how to be a business person mm -hmm. and actually asking business owners as a creative person who mm -hmm. you know is just delivering a logo and fonts yeah <laughs> consulting people yep. that was a huge uh, challenge for me and it was so uncomfortable because mm -hmm. I think I'm, I'm pretty confident in my communication but the no the know-how of how businesses run um, that was just foreign to me. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand business. I didn't understand how to negotiate or how to solve problems in a business setting. So it took a lot of reading, a lot of studying. Um, I had a couple of mentors along the way, especially Ellen. She was great. She you know, ran her business for five years already when I met her. Yep. Um, so it was really kind of that segue to, okay, I need to be a problem solver more than... Um, a designer because the design yes that comes 
of course, that's the result of it. Um, but the true result is how that design performs mm -hmm. and how the problems are solved through, des through the, the, the design. So it was really, really hard um, to shift that mindset from creative to business and to actually help people and help their bottom line and help mm -hmm. them see growth and help them see results. Yep. Um, and that was so uncomfortable because <laughs> I didn't know if I was good at it. Like yeah, I kind of had to fake it. I, I had my notes and I had my, my questions and I was like, all right, well, you know, I can only do so much after this project is done. So I had to check in with my clients and make sure things were going well, mm -hmm. you know, some brand maintenance and upkeep and um, so that was difficult and it was really uncomfortable, but the more I did it and the more I actually saw results from that mm -hmm. and the more I worked with them, it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's a great, it's a great process. It's a little stressful every single time, um, <laughs> yep. but you know, it's, it's so worth it and it's beautiful to, to see people's visions and dreams, um, solidify and like actually play out in real life. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, and Project Badass is all about getting out of your comfort zone. Um, so how, now that you've been through that really big challenge in your business, and this could be in your personal life too, mm -hmm. how do you force yourself out of your comfort zone to make that progress forward? Mm, that's such a good question. <laughs> how do you force yourself? I think, I think you need to want it. Okay. I think the, you know, that push, the jump, um, that leap of faith, that's that's not going to be there if you really don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think you can push yourself to the edge of, to the point where you have to make that decision. It's yeah. like, all right, am I actually going to do this? Am I going to launch this business? Am I going to do the thing? Mm -hmm. Or actually, I don't really want to do this. Yep. Sometimes that might be fear, um, and you kind of have to get over that. Of course, it's going to be scary. That's yeah. inevitable. Um, but you really, I think there's just like this breaking point where you really have to take a jump or not. Um, and I think that's where the decision is made. So Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, and for me, too, for getting out of my comfort zone, if it contributes to my big why, it's not an option. I just, I need to do it. So that really brings me into the, kind of the last part of the podcast today. So um, I'm a huge believer in big whys. I mean, they're mm. your purpose. They're the reason that we run our businesses, the reason we get out of bed every single day. And they're what propel us through the especially hard days as a business owner. So can you share with us your big why? Yes, my big why is to create as many communities as possible and to help people conceptualize and actually solidify their visions. I want people to understand that they, if they have an idea, if they have a vision, it's totally, totally doable. Um, and with my branding and my process and what I do and offer people, I, I want to provide clarity. I do provide clarity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, starting a business or, you know, revamping a business, that's, it's terrifying. Yep. Um, it's, again, a, a big leap of faith. But if you take the right steps beforehand, before even launching, um, getting all your ideas down on paper, uh, gathering like-minded people for support um, and affirmation, you know, it's so, so possible. Mm -hmm. I just want people to know that they can do these things. Mm -hmm. um, and that through their own businesses and their own endeavors, they can create beautiful communities and create, uh, you know, change um, the, the places that they live, their own communities, their own neighborhoods, um, and make, you know, in a more cheesy way, make this world a better place. Yeah. It's beautiful to see entrepreneurs come out of a nine to five job or even a part-time job and be like, hey, I have this vision, I have this dream, 
but it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I'm always supportive when people, you know, say they have a vision or they want to start something. I'm like, yeah, you can totally do that. Yeah. Give them ideas right off the bat. And they're like, oh man, like I was just kind of, you know, <laughs> daydreaming here. I'm like, yeah. well, well, I'm not. Like you yeah. can totally do that. Like let's yeah. let's get this done. So yeah, I ju- my big why is, um, and I just want people to know that they can do it. I'm out. I'm out here providing a service, but I'm also trying to build more communities. Yeah. So I love that. So. Um, as we go through our day-to-day business on sh- our operations and just personal life, life in general, grocery mm-hmm. store trips, all of that crap, <laughs> yeah. how do you ensure that you stay true to your big why and that's leading your decisions forward? Hmm. I think a big thing for me in my day-to-day life is just to be as supportive as possible okay. with my colleagues, with my friends, and with my family. Um, again, it goes back to you know listening to people, mm-hmm. listening to what they want out of their life. Um, and their dreams and goals and visions and aspirations because half the time I mean everyone everyone has them everyone has dreams and aspirations mm-hmm. and goals but half the time they are just daydreams yeah um, but I'm so interested in those daydreams yeah. it's like all right well what do you like what what's the big idea what's the big yeah. goal what have you yeah. been thinking about this whole time because mm-hmm. it's possible it really really is yeah. um, and that's not like a false sense of hope you know like there can be but half the time you know, we have more power than we think. Yeah. And we have more effort and more resources than we know if we just take the time to do it and actually Absolutely. take that leap. I mean, that's what that's what those uh, the top dogs you think about, right? Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Um, they he had to make that step forward, and Tesla was just a daydream in his mind at one mm-hmm. point. So that's awesome. So uh, this is something that I definitely know you know about. <laughs> but when we were doing my branding, I told you about how much I hate when. Um, business coaches or books or whatever tell, tell you all these great things, but they don't give you any tactical strategies. Mm. Drives me crazy. So that's the one thing, the, the main reason that I'm here today with this podcast with you, Mike. So what is one tactical business strategy or tip that changed the way you ran your business and that somebody can implement today? Hmm. I would say to ask more questions. No matter what industry you're in, um, again, it's along the lines of providing clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, people think they need a logo. Well, I always ask, well, why? Yeah. Why do you need a logo? And they're like, well, I don't know. Everyone else has one. And it's like, it's just the way it is. yeah, right. It's just the way it is. But think about it. Yeah. Why? Why yep. do you need a new logo? Why do you need a new website? What's the goal? Right? So yeah, I think this applies to, like I said, any industry. Mm-hmm. Ask more questions. Be more intentional, um, especially in business, because yep. business can be um, fast and muddled and a little sneaky sometimes, um, but people people gain more trust and loyalty in you mm-hmm. if you really get inside their head. Oh, and the yeah. way to do that is just ask what's inside their head. It's yeah. almost too easy. It's just like, well, tell me. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is this? Why do you think the way uh, you do about um, your business and why do you have the challenges you have? Why do you think you need this solution? Just ask more questions. Yeah. Gain clarity. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. One, from a sales standpoint, um, that's the great, the best way to build rapport, to build trust. People mm-hmm. do business with people they don't like and trust. And honestly, when people talk about themselves and what they're what they're passionate about, they're gonna automatically like you more. <laughs> honestly, like yeah. as a salesperson, you know, if you're if you actually care about what they have to say and what they want to do, I mean, you're the top of their list already. Yeah. So that's great. Awesome. So, Mike, where can they find you? So you can find me mostly on Instagram at Mike Mass Design. 
And you can also find me on my website at MikeMass.com. Uh, I have uh, some other links on there as well and all my projects and processes. So. And is that where they would go if they're interested in working with you? Yes, you can go right to MikeMass.com. I have a little contact form you can fill out. Perfect. And, yeah. and I'll put it all in the show notes and everything. And you work with more than just local Black Hills, right? If yes, you know. I work internationally. Perfect. So um, if you're in any other state, yeah, hit me up. Okay. And is there anything else you want to say to the listeners before we sign off today? Um, I just want to say, well, first of all, thank you so much, yeah. Madison, for having me. And uh, guys, ask why. Um, figure out your why. Um, the world is huge and a beautiful place. And don't be afraid of it. Take risks. Take that leap. And I know you can do it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mike. You're welcome. You've made it through another episode of Project Badass Podcast. Thank you for spending your time with me this week, and I hope that you were able to take away real tactical tips and strategies to implement into your business and life today. It is tremendously helpful for us if you could click the follow button on whatever platform you're listening to and leave us a rating or a review. Our goal is to impact as many as possible. I'll see you next week, and here's to your entrepreneurial success.